In this morning's journey, we find ourselves in the middle of the 10th chapter of Mark, where a rich young man asked Jesus today's question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? A question for which we would all like to know the answer. However, even before the man had a chance to ask the question, Jesus answered the question using little children. And that's where we begin with Mark 10, verses 13 through 16. Let me read it for you. People were bringing little children to Jesus to have him touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, put his hands on them, and blessed them. Let's pause a moment for prayer. Dear Father, we again thank you so very much for, for your word. And we thank you for your son. And God, we ask an important question this morning about inheriting eternal life. And God, we're looking for your answer today. And so open our minds and our hearts to the truth of your word and the truth of your son. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. It seems that children were often present when Jesus was teaching And several times he used children to teach a a spiritual truth. Remember in the last chapter, the disciples were arguing about who was the greatest among them. And in response, Jesus taught that whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. He also took the little, little child and put his arms around the child. And Jesus said, anyone who welcomes... A little child like this in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. Jesus wanted his disciples to be servants of all, and that includes little children who are at the very bottom of the Jewish social ladder. To welcome little children in Jesus' name is to welcome both Jesus and God. To serve little children... It is to serve both Jesus and God. But, but here in the 10th chapter, the disciples have forgotten all about those spiritual truths. All about serving others and all about welcoming children. Parents were bringing little children to Jesus that he might touch them. And just as people brought sick family members and friends to have Jesus touch them and heal them, These parents brought their kids to have Jesus touch them and bless them. But the disciples rebuked them because they didn't see, they didn't want to see Jesus wasting his time on these little children. He had more important things to do. But Jesus didn't think that way, and so he became angry with his disciples. And know what he told them, Mark 10, verse 14 and 15, I just read it. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. I tell you the truth, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Let me read that last line. I tell you the truth, 
Anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. Our question today is, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And what Jesus has just said answered that question. If you and I are to receive the kingdom and inherit eternal life, we have to receive the kingdom of God like a child. There are many different qualities that Jesus may have had in mind when he talked about receiving God's kingdom like a little child. But I believe two qualities stand out above the others. Trust and dependence. Children are naturally trusting. I mean, that's the reason you need to warn them to beware of trusting certain people who may be out to harm them. Children are often utterly dependent upon others to care for them and to provide for them. I mean, I think back when I was young, I gave no thought to having enough food or enough clothes. I simply trusted my parents to provide for me and my siblings. That is the kind of trusting dependence that Jesus desires from us. That is, if we want to inherit eternal life. And so here is today's scriptural truth. Remember this, entering God's kingdom requires a childlike faith that trusts Him and depends upon Him. We ask, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered, inheriting eternal life requires a childlike faith that trusts God and depends upon Him. Therefore, as we consider the rest of this morning's scripture, we each need to ask ourselves two questions, two simple questions about our faith. The first question, does my faith trust God or or my goodness? Look at how the story of the rich young man begins in Mark 10, 17 through 20. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? "Why, Why do you call me good? Jesus answered, no one is good except God. You know the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these things I have kept since I was a boy. This rich man obviously wanted to make sure that he would end up having eternal life. And so he asked that question, good teacher, What must I do to inherit eternal life? It's interesting how Jesus began his response. He he said, why why do you call me good? No one is good except God. The Jews in that day used the word good only to describe God. In their minds, only God was good. And that was kind of the reason for Jesus' reply. In essence, Jesus was saying, do you really know the one to whom you're talking? By calling me good teacher, the man was basically calling Jesus God, whether he realized it or not. Of course, Jesus was God and is God. And he told the rich man, you know the commandments. And then he listed those commandments, some of those commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. 
the Jews were expected to keep God's Old Testament law, especially the Ten Commandments. And this man was able to tell Jesus that he had kept all of these commandments since he was a young boy. And outwardly, he may have been obedient to them all. But inwardly, such obedience is impossible. You, you can have a heart full of hate and never murder anyone. You, you can have a mind full of lust and never commit adultery. You can dishonor your parents on the inside while seeming to honor them on the outside. None of that mattered to this man. He thought that he had perfectly kept the commandments. He thought that he was a godly guy. And I believe that he thought that he was deserving of eternal life. But see, he wasn't trusting God for his salvation. He was trusting himself and his goodness. And let's face it, we can also think that we are deserving of eternal life because of the good things that we do. I mean, we go to church, we read our Bibles, we pray, we've been baptized, we strive to follow Jesus' teachings, we love others, we help people. I mean, the list can go on and on. Certainly all of that makes us good people. Certainly all of that makes us deserving of salvation. But according to the Scriptures, it doesn't work that way. Not for us, and not for this rich man. The prophet Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 64, 6, All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous deeds are like filthy rags. All the good things that we do do not make us right to God. Our goodness does not and cannot save us. Let, let me read for you some of the most troubling verses in the Bible it's from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did not we prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Inheriting eternal life isn't about the good things that we do. Inheriting, good, inheriting eternal life isn't about our goodness. Inheriting eternal life is about a trusting relationship with the God of the universe. That's why we need to ask this first question, does my faith trust God or my goodness? Am I trusting God for eternal life, or am I trusting my own good works? Only one answer is the right answer. That, that brings us to the second question, does my faith depend upon God or my money? We pick up the story, Mark 10, 21 and 22. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. At this the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. The first thing that Mark notes here is that Jesus loved this rich man. He had compassion for him. He, he saw where he was at spiritually. 
so close to the kingdom and yet so far away. And so in love, Jesus shared with him the one thing that he lacked. He needed to go and sell everything that he had, give it all to the poor, and come and follow Jesus. See, there was one thing that stood between him and having a trusting relationship with God. One thing that stood between him inheriting eternal life, and it was his wealth, his money. The rich man wasn't depending upon God. He was depending upon himself and his money. He was building up treasures on earth when Jesus wanted him building up treasures in heaven. Sadly, this rich man was unwilling to take that step of faith. He couldn't give up his money. He couldn't give up the security that he found in his bank account. Instead, the scripture says that he was saddened by Jesus' words. He left grieving because he had a big bank account, which again he treasured more than having a relationship with Jesus. Now maybe you're thinking, well, I'm glad Jesus hasn't asked me to give all my money away and come and follow him. But in some sense, Jesus has asked all of us to do that very thing. Remember what he told us back in Mark 8, verse 34. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Being disciples of Jesus requires us to deny ourselves and our selfish desires, to take up our cross and sacrifice all that we have for him, and to follow him, his teachings, and his life example. I mean, that's exactly what Jesus wanted from this rich man. And that is exactly what he wants from us. But our money can't stand between us and having a trusting relationship with God. Our money can stand between us and inheriting eternal life. Look at what happens next, Mark 10, 23 through 25. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But but Jesus again said, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. I mean, the disciples are amazed with what Jesus was saying. Because they had grown up thinking that God had blessed rich people with their wealth as a reward for them being good. And so in the disciples' mind, if it's hard for these good rich people to enter God's kingdom, man, it's impossible for us. We're not so good, not so rich. The truth is, according to Jesus, it's impossible for a rich man to enter the kingdom. It is easier for a camel, one of the largest animals in Israel, to go through the eye of a needle, one of the smallest openings. That can't be done. Right? I mean, a camel can't go through the eye of a needle, and it's impossible for a rich man to enter God's kingdom. Impossible for them to inherit eternal life, especially if they place their riches before following Jesus like this rich man. Of course, this teaching, it doesn't apply to us. I mean, we're not rich people. 
But think about it. Each of us here this morning, each of you who are listening this morning, have possessions and luxuries that this rich man never had. And each of us have possessions and luxuries that most of the world today will never have. We are rich, and again, our riches can keep us between can keep us from having eternal life. Our riches can stand between us and being saved. I mean, Jesus confronted us with that very truth. Matthew 6, verse 24, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will devote it to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That means we have a choice to make. What do we love more, God or money? Uh, Upon what do we depend more, God or our money? The young rich man made the wrong choice, and we can make the wrong choice. We live in a materialistic society where the focus is on money and what it can buy. Where, Where the focus is on the treasures on earth and not the treasures in heaven. And we can get caught up in all of that, depending more upon our bank accounts than upon God. Building up treasures on earth when Jesus wants us building up treasures in heaven. But let me tell you, that story doesn't end well. It did not end well for this rich man, and it will not end well for us. Jesus offers us a better option in Mark 10, verses 26 and 27. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. It is impossible for people to save themselves. All the good things that we do will not get us into God's kingdom. And all the money we have will not buy us eternal life. If we're going to be saved, that will require the gracious work of God In our lives. That will require a faith that depends totally upon Him, His grace, and His Son. Just as little children depend totally upon their parents. We read it just the other day in our Bible reading Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Jesus wanted to give the rich man the gift of eternal life that day. But he would not put his faith in Jesus and follow him. His wealth was more important to him than Jesus. I wonder today what may be keeping us from trusting Jesus fully and following him. What is it that may be keeping us from putting our total faith it him. I mean, it could be ourselves. It could be our money. It could be many things that keep us from having a childlike faith that trusts God and depends upon Him. Remember our spiritual truth for today, entering God's kingdom requires a childlike faith that trusts Him and depends upon Him. 
I like how this morning's scripture ends. Look at Mark 10, verses 28 through 31. Peter said to him, we have left everything to follow you. I tell you the truth, Jesus replied, no one who has left home, our brothers, our sisters, our mother, our our father, our children, our fields for me, and, and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, children, mothers, children, sisters, and fields, and, and with them persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Unlike the rich man, the disciples had decided to leave everything and follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And so Peter is wondering what he and the other disciples will receive because of their childlike faith. Jesus promised the disciples that anyone, anyone who follows him and sacrifices for him can anticipate receiving three things. First, God will repay them for their sacrifices a hundred times over in this life. He will give them more in kind spiritually for what they have sacrificed physically. For example, someone who has been rejected by their family because they put their faith in Jesus. He or she will gain a larger family, a family of believers who will love them and encourage them. Second, those who sacrifice for Jesus can expect persecution from the world. I believe that he mentions persecution here to make sure that we don't follow Jesus only for its good's rewards. Being one of Jesus' disciples will bring tribulation. And then third, another positive reward for a childlike faith is eternal life in the age to come. And that is what this lesson has been all about, inheriting eternal life. The disciples were storing up treasures in heaven in exchange for treasures on earth. Remember, that's what Jesus encouraged us to do. To store up treasures in heaven and not on earth. Because on earth, moth and rust can destroy and thieves can break in and steal. We we don't want to be the rich young man in this morning's story. Trusting his goodness instead of trusting God. Depending upon his money instead of God. Because unless something changed in this young man's life, he never inherited the eternal life he desired. And and people, we don't want to make that same uh, mistake. We don't want to make that same mistake in, in our lives. You know, know, Jesus' teaching was full of many radical paradoxes. To be great, be the least. You gain by giving, you lose by keeping. You say, if you save your life, you lose it. If you lose your life, you save it. And to be first is to be last. That's the final statement here in today's scripture. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. This second question is so important. Does my faith depend upon God or my money? Am I depending upon God for eternal life? 
Or am I depending upon my money? Again, only one answer is the right answer. That, that brings us to our practical applications this morning. What, what are we going to do as a result? Let, let me suggest three action steps here this morning. Number one, recognize that inheriting eternal life requires a childlike faith that trusts Him and depends upon Him. It's a childlike faith that trusts God and depends upon Him. That, that's our lesson today. That, that's our spiritual truth. There's no other way for those who do not enter the kingdom like a little child won't enter it. And so number two, take a serious assessment of your personal faith. Does, does it trust God and does it depend upon Him? I mean, are, are you a, a little child trusting your heavenly Father, depending upon your heavenly Father. See, that's what faith is all about. And then last of all, my encouragement is to make a decision to surrender yourself fully to Jesus and follow Him and His teachings wherever they lead. Again, Jesus told the young man that he was to go and sell everything that he had and give it all to the poor and follow him. Being a disciple of Jesus requires sacrifice. Sacrificing ourselves that he might be glorified among us. And that's our challenge today. Let, let's pray. Dear Father, I thank you so very much again for Jesus and for his teaching. And God, help us now to be not just hearers of your word, but help us to be doers. God, help us to take this message to heart. The question today was about inherited eternal life. And one day, for all of us, this life will be over. And life after death will be all, it'll be all about. And so God, I pray for each individual today who's listening I pray that you will just work in their lives in a way that they will trust you and they will depend upon you fully for the gift of eternal life. Be with us now. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. We want to thank you all for listening today. It's always good to share with you. We also want to give you an invitation. Uh, two weeks from today, on October the 10th, it'll be part of our homecoming weekend. We, we've got a special, uh, a special day planned, and we'd like to invite you to come and share with us. And so that will be October Sunday, October 10th. We're going to meet together at 1030. We're going to have a fellowship meal, a catered meal, uh, following our, um, again, following uh, our service. And, and we'd be uh, happy to have you to be part of it. Again, if there's some way that we can minister you, please don't hesitate to get in contact with us, either by phone or, or, or by uh, our, our website, uh, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. I want to thank you again for listening. I, I hope that you have a great week ahead. We look forward uh, to sharing with you again next Sunday.